0: Hey, it's Greg Brown. Grab your logbook cuz it's time for another cockpit adventure from the Flying Carpet. I'm an aviation author, adventure columnist, photographer, former National Flight Instructor of the Year, and Barnes and Noble Arizona Author of the Month. The Flying Carpet is a four-place single-engine light airplane. In it, my wife Jean and I have long traveled the North American continent, searching behind clouds for the real America and experiencing aerial adventures like today's all along the way. Learn more at my website, gregbrownflyingcarpet.com, where you can also see photos from most episodes. And I'd appreciate your feedback in my Flying Carpet Podcast Facebook group. Before we take off on today's flight... (laughs) I'd like to explain something that may not be familiar to non-pilots and listeners from outside the United States. The title of this episode is Old Pals and N Numbers. N numbers are the registration numbers painted on the outside of airplanes and by which they're identified on the radio. The N is actually the symbol of aircraft registered in the United States. Canadian aircraft registrations, for example, begin with the letter C. Okay, armed with that, we're ready to go. Hop aboard my flying carpet. Buckle your seatbelts and prepare for takeoff on today's adventure. Old pals and N numbers. Clear prop. five zero two, this is Los Angeles Center. The Blythe California altimeter setting is two nine or nine or eight. We used to fly a plane with a similar N number, I observed to my wife Jean upon hearing the transmission. Remember? Was it with Skyview Flyers out of Indianapolis? she asked. No, I'm thinking of a Cessna one hundred seventy two from the University of Illinois Flying Club, back when you and I were dating. We often flew it back and forth to Indianapolis after you transferred to Butler University. We trailed the airplane eastbound through L.A. Center Airspace, and with each new radio call I was reminded of another adventure in the 502 I used to fly. The number I remember from those days is 068, said Jean. Which airplane was that one? Oh, you mean 98068, the Cherokee 140 with the trim crank in the ceiling. We flew that one often because it was the cheapest flying Illini Club airplane to rent. But we flew 502 plenty also. That aroused memories of other airplanes and N numbers from the past. The toughest call sign I've ever encountered was November 38383. It belonged to a nice Piper Turbo Arrow, But every call-up required three or four tries before air traffic control could get the number straight. Center, I'd say, this is arrow 38383. 38833? No, 38383. Is that 33833? No, sir. 38383. So it would go with each new controller. It was maddening, especially on instrument flights where every communication counts. Then there was five nine seven five one, the corporate Piper Navajo twin I used to fly. That moniker was almost as challenging as three eight three eight three, at least until I mastered five nine seven five one at just the right cadence. Along with happy adventures, seven five one delivered me landing gear problems, gyro failures, out of spec trim, and a runaway autopilot. You'll hear more about that in a future episode. Did I ever mention tracing Richard Halliburton's N number, I asked Jean. You know, for the original flying carpet, he and Moy Stevens flew to Timbuktu in 1931? I don't think so, said Jean. Halliburton was a popular adventurer, author, and syndicated travel columnist back in the 1920s and 30s. After hitching around the world by freighter and camel in the 1920s, he became obsessed with visiting remote Timbuktu, the legendary Mid-Sahara caravan stop. The best way to get there, he decided, was via the Flying Carpet, a black and crimson Stearman biplane he bought and shipped to England for that purpose in 1931. With pilot Moy Stevens guiding the Stearman, Halliburton traveled the world to exotic places such as Baghdad, the Dead Sea, head hunter country in Borneo, and yes, Timbuktu. During the course of his journey, he enthralled princes and paupers alike by treating them to their first airplane rides. You know, it's tempting to look back at those times and think we missed the real adventure of flying. Well, we didn't. Flying was out of reach for all but the wealthiest people in Halliburton's day, so most people could enjoy flying only vicariously through his writing and radio broadcasts. Today we live exploits that most of Halliburton's followers could only dream of, piloting our own flying machines on our own adventures. Now you know why Gene's and My Flying Carpet was inspired by Halliburton's Dearman. Anyway, back to our story. So Gene, a woman wrote me last year asking if Halliburton's original flying carpet still exists. I found the N number in an old magazine article. It was an NX number actually and I looked it up in the FAA database minus the X, which of course is no longer used. To my astonishment, that number was registered to a steerman just across Phoenix. Was it the original flying carpet, asked Jean. No, I knew right away it wasn't because the listed steerman was a 1940 model built nine years after Halliburton's travels. But I figured the owner must know something, so I wrote him. Turned out he was a Halliburton fan too, so upon buying a surplus military steerman in 1960, he'd registered it under the Adventurer's original N number. He sent me an article detailing the demise of the original flying carpet. Apparently it was destroyed in a crash following Halliburton's return after someone rigged the controls backwards. Anyway, the woman who raised the question proved to be Halliburton's grandniece. She actually remembered meeting the guy when she was a little girl. Only you, Greg, could get excited about a 75-year-old N number, even if it was from the original flying carpet, said Jean. Before I could conjure up a snappy comeback, our radio crackled to life. Cessna 502, contact Albuquerque Center on 125.25. Just for the heck of it, I said to Gene, switching frequencies on our secondary radio to monitor the other aircraft's sign-on. For a time, all was silent. Then. Albuquerque Center, Cessna 12502, checking in BFR at 7,500. That's it, I said to Jean. 12502. Oh, Do you realize how long it's been since we last flew that airplane? Like fond memories of long-ago lovers, beloved airplanes resurface occasionally from quiet corners of a pilot's mind. We hear the last three digits of some familiar N number and are flooded with reminiscences. But rarely do the abbreviated call signs used in routine communications fully match the numbers of actual steeds we once flew, especially when 1,500 miles and 30 years have passed under the wings. We were approaching the Arizona border and soon would be handed off to join our old friend on Albuquerque Center Frequency. I'm going to ask those guys about 502 when we switch over, I said to Gene. We crossed Blythe, California and then the Colorado River, but our radio remained silent. Radio check, I transmitted to L.A. Center, thinking maybe they needed a hint. Loud and clear, came the reply, but still no frequency change. Subconsciously, I drummed my fingers on the glare shield. What's with you, asked Jean, annoyed. Those guys are further ahead than I thought. I hope they don't go off frequency, I said, retrieving my IFR chart. (music) Darn! We're still 24 miles from Albuquerque's airspace. I requested a temporary frequency change from LA center, then radioed Albuquerque. If Cessna 12502 is still on frequency, I pleaded, Please ask them to radio me on air-to-air frequency. To my delight, I soon received a call from 502's pilot. I hope you don't mind me asking, I said. But where are you folks based? I used to fly that plane. Champaign, Illinois. Wow. Is it still owned by the Flying Illini? Indeed it is. Does the club still have Cherokee Eight Zero Six Eight? There was also a Skylane when I was there, Cessna 71051. Three airplanes? No, 502 is the only one we have now. Old 502 carries lots of memories for me, I told him. I piloted it as a club member back in the 70s. Sitting here beside me is the girl I dated in that airplane, and I once flew it to the Bahamas with my college roommates. Sure did. I still have a photo of my buddies and me with that airplane at Marsh Harbor International Airport on Great Abaco Island. You're a long way from home yourself. Where are you headed? We're bound from Orange County to Phoenix. We're returning home from Medford, Oregon, with a stop tonight at Almogordo, New Mexico. I was about to counter with my own, you flew that plane all the way to Oregon, when L.A. Center rattled my other radio. Gotta go, I said. You folks have a safe flight. I'm Greg. Sure will. You fly safely, too. I'm Jonathan. Ten minutes of reminiscing had made us pals, having shared the same pilot's seat some 30 years apart. All the way from Illinois to Oregon in a Skyhawk? Or to the Bahamas with a plane load of college roomies? We pilots would never forget such adventures, nor the trusty steed that took us there. Cessna 502, may we meet again someday. Thanks for riding along on today's Flying Carpet Adventure. Please help me continue this podcast by sharing your favorite Flying Carpet episodes on social media, posting reviews on your favorite podcast directories, and donating via my Greg Brown Flying Carpet website. Thanks in advance for your support. You can find photos from most episodes at my website, gregbrownflyingcarpet.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please check out my book of aviation adventure stories, Flying Carpet, The Soul of an Airplane, for which I was named Barnes & Noble, Arizona Author of the Month. Learn about that and my other aviation books at gregbrownflyingcarpet.com. Also at gregbrownflyingcarpet.com, you'll find my views from the flying carpet aerial photography, available in fine art metal prints and pilot achievement plaques. Oh, and I'd appreciate hearing your feedback in my Flying Carpet podcast Facebook group. Follow my social media sites, most of which can be found by searching Greg Brown Flying Carpet and consider joining my student pilot pep talk group on Facebook. Thanks again for joining me on today's Flying Carpet Cockpit Adventure. Music by Hannes Brown. See you next time.